0: In the summer of 1986, Turkish shepherd Shavak Yildiz attached a plow to his horse and rode through the hilly fields. His farm sat beneath a desert mountain range, and the sun blazed down on his crops.
1: Suddenly, Yildiz heard a loud bump. He didn't see anything on the ground, so he whipped the reins and continued.
0: But when the horse trotted over the same spot, he heard the thud again. He dismounted and kicked the soil, looking for the source of the noise.
1: His heel struck something hard. As Yildiz bent down to wipe away the dirt, his heart raced. He sensed an ancient divine force. Once
0: he cleared the soil, Yildiz shrieked and stumbled backwards. The color drained from his face. He stared down at a snake.
1: Upon closer inspection, he realized it was only an engraving. But Yildiz was right to be frightened. He discovered something that was never meant to be found, a possible remnant of the Garden of Eden.
0: Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm your host, Molly.
1: And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know. But in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer.
0: Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify.
1: This is our one-part episode on Gobekli Tepe, an ancient ruin in modern-day Turkey. In 1994, a German archaeologist excavated the structures, shattering the world's assumptions about the origins of human civilization. Some researchers believe the site dates back more than 12,000 years, making it the oldest monument on Earth.
0: Today, we'll explore why hunter-gatherers may have built the temple. The site could have been used by an ancient skull-worshipping cult, or it might be the true location of the Garden of Eden.
1: We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be.
1: For centuries, historians have searched for the origins of human civilization. But the quest isn't as simple as knowing when people first walked on two legs. For a group to be considered a civilization, they must demonstrate a few characteristics.
0: According to anthropologists, religious monuments are a good signifier of a civilized society. As people began to farm, food became more consistent, and they turned their attention beyond mere survival. They worshipped higher
1: powers. These spiritual shrines show that everything else, food, shelter, and safety, was likely already in place. It was proof of a thriving culture.
0: But to find the first signs of religion, archaeologists had to go back thousands of years. Through ancient artifacts, they pieced together what they believed to be the history of humanity.
1: The first beings that resembled modern-day humans lived during the Stone Age, specifically the Paleolithic period. From 2.5 million BCE to about 10,000 BCE, most people were hunters or gatherers. They spent their days tracking wild game, fishing, and collecting fresh fruit. These
0: inhabitants couldn't write, but they did create art like cave paintings and small stone figures. However, there was no sign they had religion yet.
1: When the Ice Age ended around 10,000 BCE, the climate shift ushered in the Mesolithic period. During that time, humans wielded stone tools and lived in small camps. Some researchers believe that this was the very beginning of agriculture but it wasn't large scale yet.
0: The last period of the Stone Age was the Neolithic, when humanity first domesticated animals and planted crops. This era saw a complete shift from hunter-gathering to farming.
1: Around 3000 BCE, the Bronze Age began. This was when people finally erected the earliest religious monuments. These included the Egyptian pyramids, and notably Stonehenge.
0: For a long time, Stonehenge was one of the oldest spiritual landmarks ever discovered. On Salisbury Plain in England, a ring of stone pillars rose 13 feet off the ground. To this day, researchers marvel at the effort it took to erect the monument.
1: Historians trace the beginning of Stonehenge to 3000 BC, right on the cusp between the Neolithic period and the Bronze Age. Many believe that the English monoliths proved civilization began around that time. This was the earliest example of a large group of people organizing to complete a massive project. It was the dawn of society as we know it today.
0: But in 1963, a team of archaeologists found an artifact that turned our understanding of history upside down.
1: The joint expedition from the Universities of Chicago and Istanbul traveled to southern Turkey. They arrived in a land known as the Fertile Crescent, the cradle of civilization.
0: This Middle Eastern region was where many of the first human societies developed, including the ancient Egyptians, Babylonians, and the Sumerians. The researchers hoped to find evidence of the
1: earliest humans here. The team trudged through the hills, baking in the sunlight. As the sun started to set, they spotted what looked like a rock jutting out of the ground. The archaeologists bent down to examine it. It was a chunk of limestone shaped like a grave.
0: The officials were amazed at the discovery, but the most senior professor wasn't impressed. Limestone was a common feature of the Byzantine era, He argued it was probably a remnant of a medieval cemetery, meaning it was young compared to the prehistoric artifacts they were searching for. The expedition moved on.
1: But 23 years later, a shepherd uncovered another stone block in the same area. Unlike the researchers, he believed he discovered something spiritually significant. He described his find to a local museum but they didn't think it was important. They sent the farmer away.
0: Eight years later, in 1994, a German archeologist named Klaus Schmidt heard of the limestone pieces. He read that both the expedition and the museum had discounted the discovery, but something about the shepherd's story intrigued him. He flew to Turkey to examine the site himself.
1: The moment he laid eyes on the land, the researcher realized he'd found something truly astonishing. The slab sat on top of a large mound. Given the terrain's odd texture and shape, he could tell it was man-made and that something was hidden underneath.
0: One year later, Schmidt returned with a team of five to excavate the area. Within months, they uncovered the site known as Gobekli Tepe, Turkish for Potbelly Hill.
1: Their dig revealed large circular rooms, each containing a ring of blocks around two massive pillars.
0: Surprisingly, the central monuments were still upright. The tallest rose almost 20 feet, even taller than Stonehenge. Each was shaped like an enormous capital letter
1: T. Schmidt climbed down into the chambers and noticed something strange on the surface of the monoliths. He brushed the sand off to reveal a carving of a lion. Excited, he ordered his team to search for more engravings.
0: They discovered intricate depictions of animal life, including foxes, bulls, snakes, scorpions, and vultures. They appeared smooth, detailed, and perfectly preserved, the work of skilled
1: craftsmen. They even uncovered images of decapitated humans. In one instance, a large bird held what looked like a head in its wing. These carvings were some of the earliest art to feature people, not just animals. On the floor of the temple,
0: they found countless small stone tools, each worn from use. But the nearest limestone quarry sat at the base of the hill. Schmidt couldn't figure out how the builders had carried the massive pillars to the top.
1: The largest weighed up to 16 tons, about eight times heavier than the average car. And the hunter-gatherers didn't have modern machinery to lift the monoliths.
0: It also wasn't clear how long it had taken to build Kobeli Tepe. Given the complexity of the decorative structures, each piece would have taken weeks to complete. The numerous carvings could have added months or even years to the construction.
1: Schmidt deduced that hundreds or thousands of builders had toiled to erect the structures at Gobekli Tepe. Like the Egyptian pyramids, it would have required a massive, highly organized workforce. His
0: team initially assumed the temples must have been built in the Bronze Age, between 3300 and 1200 BCE. During that era, people constructed many large monuments in the name of religion.
1: Schmidt wasn't so sure. As they excavated the site, the crew discovered hundreds of boar, gazelle, and vulture bones, the same wild beasts found in the engravings. But in the Bronze Age, people had domesticated animals.
0: If the monuments were from that period, the team should have found the remains of cows or pigs instead.
1: Since none of those were discovered, Schmidt wondered if the structures were built even earlier, maybe the Neolithic era, when people began farming.
0: Except nobody found any evidence of cultivated crops at the Turkish site. This suggested that the temple had been built before the Neolithic era as well.
1: Schmidt decided to use a process known as radiocarbon dating. During their lifespan, plants and animals absorb radioactive carbon from the atmosphere. After death, the element stays in their system but breaks down at a steady rate. Scientists can measure the amount of this carbon in a creature's remains to determine how old it is.
0: Schmidt carbon dated the bones found at Kobekli Tepe. He found that the remains were almost 12,000 years old, nearly 6,000 years older than Stonehenge. They'd been built all the way back in the Stone
1: Age. Schmidt had uncovered the oldest monuments in human history.
0: Coming up, Archaeologists speculate on why ancient people built Gobekli Tepe.
4: Hello, I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. And we're the hosts of the new Spotify original from Parkast, Sinister Societies.
3: You may know us from the very creepy and excellent podcast Red-Handed, but now we've teamed up with Parkast for an unprecedented look at history's most
4: nefarious groups. Some preach extreme religious practices, Others warn of impending doom. And then there are those whose endgame is far more diabolical.
3: Every Tuesday on Sinister Societies, we take a peek behind the curtain and discover the most ominous organizations the world may or may not
4: have known. Learn how entrepreneurial sects made fortunes off their brand, how charismatic cult leaders caught the eye of celebrities, and why strange orders of the extraterrestrial or collegiate kind attract the most unlikely of followers some groups convene in the shadows others operate in
3: plain sight all are absolutely sinister follow sinister societies free and only on spotify
2: this episode is brought to you by anytime fitness forget dark alleys and cemeteries for some the gym is the scariest place of all but it doesn't have to be
0: Now, back to the story. In
1: 1994, archaeologist Klaus Schmidt uncovered a massive ancient temple in modern-day Turkey. He determined that the monuments originated in the Stone Age. They were thousands of years older than any other site known to man.
0: As Schmidt's findings circulated through the archaeological community, researchers grappled with the implications. Older historians had a tough time accepting that a single researcher could upend their entire understanding of civilization. They had to rethink their assumptions.
1: If Schmidt's proposal was true, Gobekli Tepe was the oldest religious site in the world by about 6,000 years. Temples had been constructed much earlier than researchers had previously assumed.
0: Schmidt claimed this new hypothesis also changed historians' ideas about the origin of cities.
1: Prior to the discovery, archaeologists had believed that hunter-gatherers started farming before they formed the first settlements. Once they knew for sure where their next meal was coming from, prehistoric people could focus on other things, like building sacred temples and forming societies. To put it simply, Agriculture led to religion, which led to cities.
0: But Schmidt reasoned that each pillar in Gobekli Tepe was extremely heavy. The builders would need 50 men to carry it up the hill, and it'd take an entire week just to reach the site. Therefore, hundreds or even thousands of people must have lived nearby to help. Settlements would have formed around the site after construction began.
1: Foraging would have been insufficient to sustain thousands of people. Such a large population would require a more consistent food source. So they turned to farming.
0: Essentially, Schmidt claimed that religion came first, then cities, and lastly, agriculture.
1: Skeptical archaeologists questioned his conclusions. After all, hunter-gatherers weren't known for their monuments and there's no record of prehistoric people forming organized settlements.
0: However, a recent discovery showed that historians may have underestimated the Stone Age people.
1: For years, officials assumed builders erected the temples of Gobekli Tepe one by one over countless years. They passed the project down to younger generations who carried on the work of ancestors they never knew.
0: But in 2020, a pair of Israeli archaeologists named Gilles Hackley and Avi Gopher ran an analysis on Gobekli Tepe. They found that three of the sites sat exactly 63 feet away from each other. They formed a perfect equilateral triangle.
1: This suggested that the hunter-gatherers didn't build the sites spontaneously. They were planned.
0: In order to position each temple exactly 63 feet apart, the builders had to understand geometric principles. This would have been thousands of years before basic mathematical ideas emerged in Mesopotamia.
1: For centuries, historians had assumed that prehistoric people weren't knowledgeable enough to construct monuments. But not only did they build Gobekli Tepe, They did so using geometry and sophisticated architecture.
0: Hackley and Gopher believed the three sites were constructed at the exact same time. That way, builders could position each enclosure the same distance apart.
1: But if people built the structures simultaneously, they would have needed three times as many workers. This meant the surrounding settlement must have been three times larger than Schmidt had originally assumed.
0: On the other hand, it's possible the sites were constructed one at a time. Later builders could have decided to form a triangle while erecting the Third Temple.
1: Either way, Hackley and Gopher's find suggested that prehistoric humans lived in a sophisticated city governed by mathematics, the world's first civilization.
0: But the settlement didn't grow into a modern metropolis. A thousand years after construction began, the builders mysteriously stopped.
1: Using carbon dating, scientists discovered that around 8,000 BCE, prehistoric people halted all the work on the Gobekli Tepe sites. But they didn't simply leave. They buried the structures in dirt and limestone, a massive job that would have taken weeks or months to complete.
0: It's unclear why they hid the monuments, but some have theorized it may have been a way to extinguish an evil force. Or maybe they wanted to stow the structures away for future generations.
1: Perhaps researchers will find an answer as they continue to explore the site. Dozens of archaeologists are still excavating the area, and they're nowhere close to finishing. As of 2021, they've uncovered less than 5% of Gobekli Tepe. Ground-penetrating radar and geometric surveys revealed at least 16 other stone rings still deep underground.
0: Researchers have a long way to go, especially since there's still the question of why ancient people built the site in the first
1: place. A clue may lie in the remains buried within the temple. Shortly after Schmidt's team uncovered Gobekli Tepe, they found hundreds of animal bones littering the site. Within that pile, they uncovered the remnants of human skulls as well.
0: Historians initially proposed that hunter-gatherers could have used the structures in funeral rituals. However, researchers discovered ochre on some of the remains. Ochre is a pigment that prehistoric people use to decorate skeletons.
1: Additionally, each skull had clear, deep incisions. One even looked like it had been drilled. The location of the holes suggested
0: that the worshippers hung the heads on strings around the temple. Gobekli Tepe may have once been filled with human skulls.
1: These findings led some to conclude that the builders didn't remember the dead. They worshipped their skulls.
0: Some experts, including Schmidt, believed that ancient communities revered the human skull. Perhaps they believed the bones gave them protective powers or transferred energy from the soul of the deceased. Anthropologists refer to these societies as skull cults.
1: Other discoveries pointed to dark rituals. One pillar displayed a decapitated figure. Another featured an unusual bird carrying what appeared to be a head. And one sculpture looked like a monster clutching a skull in its hands. But if Gobekli
0: Tepe was a holy ground for skull cults, the dig should have revealed hundreds of human bones. Instead, most were from animals, and of the human remains, only a small percentage had been carved.
1: Perhaps the Gobekli Tepe had nothing to do with skull cults. It may have represented a revolt against an entire way of life.
0: Geneticists discovered ancient strains of wheat in the hills, 20 miles away from Gobekli Tepe. The grain didn't match samples of wild wheat, meaning it must have been domesticated by humans.
1: Carbon dating showed the crop originated in 8500 BCE, just 500 years after the temple was abandoned.
0: While Schmidt insisted the monoliths created a need for agriculture, others proposed that during the Gobekli Tepe era, independent factors helped farming take hold in the region. The hunters resisted this new way of life and built Gobekli Tepe as a monument to their ancient lifestyle.
1: The carvings showed wild animals like scorpions, snakes, and lions. Some archaeologists noted that many of the depictions featured traditionally masculine activities like hunting.
0: But as agriculture became more widespread, art became more feminine. Fertility, a central aspect of farm life, became a common theme. And later Neolithic sites portrayed domesticated animals like bulls and cattle rather than predators.
1: It's possible that the people who built Gobekli Tepe were clinging to a vanishing way of life. They depicted ferocious wild animals to send a message to anyone who visited. Your crops are forbidden.
0: But after analyzing thousands of tools found at the site, one expert declared they resembled farming instruments. She suggested that the builders were experimenting with cultivation, a process that took centuries to perfect. It was possible the people in the nearby settlement harvested wild wheat and cooked it in the temple pits.
1: Perhaps Gobekli Tepe didn't symbolize a rejection of one lifestyle, but a merging of two, hunter-gathering and agriculture.
0: And yet, none of these hypotheses explained how thousands of prehistoric people built such gigantic monuments. Many anthropologists insisted that they would have been incapable of designing such intricate structures.
1: Maybe people didn't construct the temple. Perhaps Gobekli Tepe was built by God. Coming up, the monument's
0: possible connection to the Garden of Eden. Now back to the story.
1: In 1994, archaeologist Klaus Schmidt uncovered the ancient temple known as Gobekli Tepe. Since then, experts have theorized about its purpose. Some believed early humans used the site for skull cult rituals. Others claimed it had something to do with the rise of agriculture.
0: But perhaps the structure had a more sacred meaning. It might have been the location of the Garden of Eden.
1: In the book of Genesis, the Garden of Eden was filled with luscious fruit, green trees, and hundreds of wild animals. And it was home to the first people, Adam and Eve. The pair lived happily,
0: but one day a serpent tempted them with fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. After eating it, God banished them from Eden, dooming them to mortality on earth.
1: Many theologians believed the Garden of Eden was allegorical. There was no actual Adam and Eve or heavenly paradise. The story, in short, was a metaphor.
0: That said, many Christians claimed it was real, and throughout history, religious devotees have searched for Eden's true location, hoping to re-enter paradise. If found, this would confirm that some, maybe all of the Bible's stories actually happened. It would prove
1: that God exists. Some evidence suggests that Gobekli Tepe may be the garden. Like Eden, the land
0: around the temple once flourished with trees and animals. Though deserts cover the area today, at the time of the temple's construction, the builders lived in a bountiful region.
1: The Bible specified that the Garden of Eden sat between a mountain range and the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. Likewise, Gobekli Tepe rests at the base of the Taurus Mountains and is bordered by both the Tigris and Euphrates.
0: In the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent. In one of the largest Gobekli enclosures, builders carved snakes on a central pillar. It's possible it symbolized the reptile who corrupted the first human
1: beings. And according to some interpretations, Adam and Eve didn't eat a literal apple from the serpent's tree. The fruit was a metaphor for wheat.
0: Both apples and wheat drastically altered human history. Like the forbidden fruit in the Bible story, wheat opened humanity's eyes to greater knowledge. It ended people's dependence on hunting and ignited an agricultural revolution.
1: Through this lens, Gobekli Tepe is a symbolic Garden of Eden. As permanent settlements grew, early humans couldn't sustain their communities with meat, so they turned to more plentiful crops like wheat and grains.
0: Maybe the Gobekli Tepe builders were actually the inspiration for the Bible characters Adam and Eve.
1: Even if the temple was merely symbolic, it was still quite an achievement. Each pillar was extremely heavy, and the builders only used primitive stone tools.
0: It's difficult to imagine how early people managed to create such daunting structures. But maybe they had assistance, and the record of their helpers was built right into
1: the structure. The large central pillars at Gobekli Tepe looked like uppercase T's. But upon closer inspection, researchers found that something was carved across the front. A pair of hands.
0: It seems the builders intended the pillars to represent people. The top of the uppercase T symbolized a human head.
1: But it's unclear who these mysterious figures were supposed to be. Again, an ancient Hebrew scriptural text might hold the answer. The Book
0: of Enoch described fallen angels who descended to Earth to take human brides. They're described as being tall as trees, with long white hair and brilliant shining eyes. They resembled vipers and snakes, just like the Gobekli Tepe pillars, and the serpent in the Garden of Eden. They were known as the Watchers.
1: Perhaps these divine beings came to Earth to introduce humans to agriculture. The Book of Enoch says, And they began to teach them sorcery and charms, and to reveal to them the cutting of roots and plants.
0: Like the serpent, the watchers bestowed knowledge upon the hunter-gatherers, specifically the knowledge of farming. Perhaps afterward, they instructed the local people to build the pillars.
1: It may be a little far-fetched to say that ancient angels roamed the earth. There's no physical evidence of gigantic, prehistoric beings. But perhaps the Book of Enoch wasn't referring to literal fallen angels.
0: Some historians speculated that the Watchers might be a name for the ancient Suedarians. This real-life group hailed from Eastern Europe, later migrating to the Fertile Crescent for warmer
1: weather. Several accounts claimed the Suedarians were unusually tall and resembled serpents. The group could have been descended from Homo sapiens and Neanderthals, which would give them striking features. And according to one researcher, they used advanced stone tools and sophisticated mining techniques.
0: Perhaps agriculture and construction at Gobekli Tepe arose when the Swadarians made contact with the communities that lived in the region. This would explain the enormous T-shaped pillars, they represented the tall beings from a distant land.
1: To take this speculation one step further, it's possible the story of the Garden of Eden was a metaphor for the Swadarians' interactions with the early humans. Foreign visitors with advanced technical knowledge taught the prehistoric people to build remarkable monuments.
0: This may explain how Swadarians helped build the temple, but researchers still aren't sure why.
1: They speculate that it had to do with a global catastrophe of epic proportions.
0: Almost 13,000 years ago, the last ice age reached its end. Gradually, the Earth warmed, slowly growing more habitable. But before the dark period concluded, an asteroid crashed into what is now modern-day Greenland.
1: Scientists believed the ensuing fallout lowered the planet's temperature by as much as 11 degrees Fahrenheit. For 1,000 years, the world endured a second mini ice age. This period became known as the Younger Dryas.
0: Some historians claimed Gobekli Tepe portrayed this cataclysm in its artwork. One carving featured a vulture holding a floating sphere. Many archaeologists speculated the circle represented a human head, but it also could have symbolized the asteroid that struck Earth.
1: Additionally, the temple might have served a practical purpose in regards to the catastrophe.
0: Records suggested that the Swedarians believed in a mystical realm called the Sky World. Many Gobekli Tepe stones have carvings of foxes, wolves, and birds, all of which the Swedarians associated with
1: space. They may have believed the godlike sky fox sent the younger Dryas asteroid to Earth. The only way to prevent another devastating impact was to travel into the sky world and battle the supernatural being.
0: The Swedarians might have convinced the hunter-gatherers that the gods had punished them with the asteroid strike. Perhaps, they ordered them to depict these creatures in their temple. Then, their shamans used the site to transport the Swedarians to the Sky Realm. Once there, they'd wage a battle against the gods to prevent another catastrophe.
1: But some researchers believe the temple had a more humble origin story. Traumatized by the younger Dryas, hunter-gatherers may have turned to religion. They needed to believe in something greater than themselves, so they built a temple.
0: They hoped the pillars would ward off danger and comfort those who feasted there. Then, when the threat was gone, they buried their holy pillars in sand.
1: Klaus Schmidt, the archaeologist who uncovered Gobekli Tepe, claimed that people traveled far and wide to visit the holy grounds. He believed the structures served as a sacred site for early humans across the world.
0: The animal bones seemed like scraps from a feast. The wide variety of creatures depicted on the walls might have represented visitors from faraway lands.
1: Within the stone rings, prehistoric people shared rituals. These practices birthed religions, agriculture, and the world's first civilization.
0: But all of these possibilities are merely speculation. It's almost impossible to understand what went on 12,000 years ago. But since only 5% of the site has been excavated, archeologists may soon uncover more secrets.
1: Schmidt didn't need to see the full structure to understand its significance. He believed it was the most important archeological find in generations. And that it spoke volumes about what humans could accomplish. As he
0: said during one of his digs, quote, This area was like a paradise. Only man could have created something like this.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back next time with a new episode. For more information on Gobekli Tepe, amongst the many sources we used, we found Gobekli Tepe, Genesis of the Gods by Andrew Collins, extremely helpful to our research.
0: You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify.
1: See you next time.
0: And remember... Never take we don't know for an answer.
1: Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Alex Bernard, with writing assistance by Ben Caro and Angela Jorgensen, fact-checking by Kara Mackerlein, and research by Chelsea Wood. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner.
4: You aren't supposed to know about them, unless they want you to. Powerful groups with their own very specific agendas. And if you find yourself on the inside, good luck getting out. Hi, I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. Join us every Tuesday for our new Spotify original from Parcast, Sinister Societies. Whether it's doomsday predictions, deadly greed, or world
3: domination, each week we're exposing the beliefs and actions of the most ominous
4: organisations the world may or may not have known. Follow Sinister Societies free and only on Spotify.